It's time for Pam Tats' Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, we're going to hold the show for a little bit. We're going to wait for the throngs of comedians and the audience to come in through the door when they're done with smoking all of the wonderful things that San Francisco has to offer. Well, California as a whole, I should say. It's not really just San Francisco. Yeah, happy Labor Day. Go out to your local dispensary and buy some weed. I love it when people from out of town. Actually, uh, one of our comedians tonight is from Montreal, and I think it's legal there. Like, Canadians are cool. I think they've been smoking weed for a long time. That's exciting. Uh, We're going to be back really quickly. We have a great lineup tonight. I'm very, very excited for Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, Hey, listen to Floating Goat until... Or actually, I'll play the commercials and that will you'll be excited about other mutiny radio shows but we'll be right back if you're listening to the podcast you're gonna want to like scroll 10 minutes <laughs> that's, that's how you do it so you're just like from now just like zoom, boom, like 10 minutes and you'll be fine and then uh everything will be okay and we have really great comedians tonight i think i have new jokes if i could remember my jokes if i could stop blacking out when i have good sets when everybody later goes that was a really good set and i was like too bad i was blackout drunk ah i think everybody reaches that point in their comedy thing where they're like oh shit do i have a comedy problem or a drinking problem like which way is it yay both okay uh commercials we'll be back bye Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody.
Mr. Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat. Black. Plastic. Vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. 
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Hey, comedy fans, don't miss Comedy Day Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park, noon till 5. It's free! You'll see 44 or more comedians. 44 comedians, 5 hours. That's over 8.5 comedians an hour. That's silly. Ever see a half a comedian? Yes, a half wit. Not funny, but Comedy Day will be a guaranteed laugh a minute. Let's see, a laugh a minute times 5 hours. That's 300 jokes. That's a lot of jokes, folks. <laughs> Are these people laughing? I don't know. Maybe because they know Comedy Day will be better than the shoelaces of Madagascar exhibit. Better than the paperweight wares of the world convention. Better even than the alien sheep herding contest. And speaking of herding, heard any good ones lately? Okay, not funny again, but Comedy Day will be. Don't miss punchlines like these. A frog in a blender. In your hat. To keep his pants up. Comedy Day is worth the price of admission because it's free. Nothing to buy. No operators waiting for your call. Void. We're prohibited by law. Comedy Day. Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Metal in Golden Gate Park. It's free. Visit comedyday.org for complete details. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo!
Friday night. Yay, it's time for Pam Tess's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. My amazing board op, David Dunzukersher, is on his way, so I'm like behind the boards, behind the lines, uh, lifting the curtain for you guys, saying that we're going to start this shit up. It's going to be a great show tonight. I actually have to like write down the names of everybody on the show and <laughs> make sure that I have any idea of what's happening. Uh, no, it's uh, I'm I'm really excited. It's it's a great night. It's Friday. I'm I'm like crazy excited because I leave next week to go out of the country. So it's very scary and wonderful. And uh, woohoo! Yay me and life. But uh, you know, woo, I have to not doing comedy for three weeks. How am I gonna How am I gonna figure it out? All right. So uh, I just I kind of want to wait for my board up just because it'll be easier. Because otherwise I have to like run around and like be like. Blah, and then it's a it's a little too difficult so enjoy the dulcet tones of my favorite san francisco band floating goat uh they're awesome and we'll be right back after the song
okay, me, this is the list of people. Not all the comics are here yet, that's okay. Sometimes I forget to remind people that they're on a show. It's like, did you remember that you were on a show? Cool, yeah, it's a terrible. Yeah, right now you're headlining, but the other two people aren't here yet, so that could absolutely change. Brady Holt tonight, Brady Holt's the past. I loved that joke, that was the first joke I ever heard from Brady Holt. Enough of his jokes. Uh, I'm Pam Benjamin, I'm your host tonight. I supposedly had a really good set last night, but I don't remember it because I was blackout drunk. Yay! They had dollar shots of whiskey. What am I supposed to do with that? When you say there's dollar shots of whiskey, all I can do is drink. I mean, I am an alcoholic. I mean, I'm not I'm not an alcoholic. I'm like, I'm like, I, I just really like a deal on alcohol. I used to go to this place called uh, the Wine Bank in uh, San Diego, and it was $10 for all you can drink wine from five to seven. So on Fridays, I would go to work early and I would get out early so that I could drive to the wine bank and then I would drink from five to seven. I went 58 weeks in a row. They gave me a star up on the bar. It was like, your favorite alcoholic. And I was there and the best part was if you drink wine straight for two hours, you just have to get back in your car and get somewhere. You have 20 minutes. You have 20 minutes before you can't drive anymore. Before like the alcohol actually hits you and you're fucked. Like you got to, it was like seven o'clock, we're gone. Get to the car, go, go, go. Get somewhere, anywhere, stay there. It was... I used to be, I, well, I am a responsible drunk. That's why I don't drive cars anymore. <laughs> they were like, in DUI school, they were like, How, what is your plan for never drinking and driving again? And then some people said like, I'm going to have a cab in number in the back of my pocket. Or I'm going to call my girlfriend and she's going to buy me another drink. I said, I will never drive a car again. And the guy in the class was like, she's the only one I will never see again. The rest of you, I will see you for DUIs number two and three. I'll never see her again. I'm like, yes, I'm a responsible adult, yay! <laughs> I am, I'll never drive again, because I enjoy drinking. That's why I won't have children, because I enjoy drinking. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm a great nanny, because you're paying me to be with your children. If you're paying me $20 an hour to do anything, I will do a great job. Whether it's cleaning your toilet or taking care of your child. Like, you're paying me 20 bucks an hour, I will do a good job. I will not be, I will be drunk if you make me clean your toilet, probably. That's, that's the kind of job you can kind of be drunk for, right? If you're, I mean, you, and especially if you are a drunk, you have such an intimacy with toilets anyways. It's like, you might as well be cleaning them. It's like, oh, my friend, I love you too. Thank you so much for all your... Actually, this is very funny. I also grew up, I was a bulimic for 13 years, so I am so intimately, like, related with toilets. Like, sometimes when I vomit now as an alcoholic, like, it brings me this nostalgia because I was bulimic as a child. It's this weird nostalgia. Like, I'm looking at the toilet, and I'm like, this is such a familiar, like, the weird hole and the strange shadow it gives. I'm like, this is a weird, nostalgic, awesome thing that I just feel so close to. Um, I used to have a problem with eating and not eating, and I always would think about Charlie Bucket from um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and in the opening scene, he's standing, this is in the book, not in the, fuck the movies, right? But in the book, like, he stands next to the Chocolate Factory every day, and he breathes in the smell of chocolate, just as, breathes it in, and it, and it makes me think, like, you know, when you're breathing in a smell, like that's particles of whatever it is. So like if you're standing outside of Pete's barbecue on 20th and Mission and you're smelling that chicken, like, like are you, can you, if you're questionably housed, is that a lunch? Like if you breathe that long enough, are there calories in that? But then that makes me think like further, like, like 
how much actual poo is in smelling a fart. Like if you smell a fart, like there's, there's, it's, it is poo particles. There are poo particles that are in the air. That's why you smell it because it's a poo particle and there it is and it's in your face. Like how much of a, like how many farts do you have to smell before it's like a real poo? So like how much poo have we, like we're all, are we all like shit eaters? We're like accidental shit eaters like all the time. It's good. Oh, they're, they're gonna, they've just missed that gem. Hey, Mike Evans Jr., that's so exciting. Charity Pomeroy, yay. Give a Patrick Redder, yay. You guys just missed my funny joke about poo particles. I, no, I was just wondering, like, how much actual poo is in a fart? Like, when you're breathing in a fart, like, how much poo? Is, is it, like, is it, like, 0 0.02 grams of poo? Like, how many? I don't know. I just feel like smelling things is, you could... That's why, you know, as an anorexic, you could just stay outside a bakery and be like, this is lunch. See, that joke's funny because I already talked about my eating disorder, so it's okay for me to do that because it's, I can, we can make fun of our own. <laughs> so just, just kidding. I haven't been, I haven't been, I haven't had an eating disorder in years now. Uh, but it's like one of those, it's like being an alcoholic, like, I will always have a problem with alcohol. I don't call alcohol a problem. It's literally a solution. It's the only thing that makes me. I get to go to Italy and drink all the wine. I'm going to drink all the wine, but I'm not going to black out because I'll also be eating all the food. <laughs> Anyways. It's such a, it really is hard to be a skinny lady and an alcoholic at the same time. You have to... Do you know how many, you know how many calories are in an IPA? Like I, there's a strange sacrifice that I do in my head. Like I pretend I don't have an eating disorder, but I still think about this shit. Like a PBR is like 5.4.8% alcohol, right? But it's like 160 calories. Whereas an IPA is 6.8 and it's like 275 calories. So like, haha, <laughs> but it's, it's only $2. So cost wise, it tastes better and I, old, I get drunk faster, and then it's like, if I don't eat, I can have two IPAs, and I'm like, what? <laughs> the world is so okay. <laughs> it's not anybody else scared about uh, politics. I don't want to get political. You guys like being political? No. You, you don't want to get political? You're like, no, just don't talk about politics. It's terrible stuff. We're all going to die. We are. It's so scary. But, I, I mean, you know, where, where do we, how can we start the change? It's been so long and we're just following, like, this. really what this has to do with is money. Uh, we have to follow the money. We have to realize where the money's coming from. And, and we're all just, we're all just consumers and we're the only we're not people anymore we're just little walking dollar bills and it's how we spend our dollar bills and they've been planning this for years like in 1741 the very first ad taken out in a magazine was by Ben Franklin and it was about the whereabouts of a runaway slave <laughs> it's real it's the first ad ever taken out in a magazine and now we're all slaves to advertising like it's it's just the irony there is fun. No, it's it's a terrible, I mean, in 19, okay, so like, right, like 1896, no one would have ever seen my ankles or my legs. Like, even, I mean, you didn't, there was no ladies shaving. Like, even men, they grew out beards and it was like, you know, if you went into town or whatever, or if you were a rich person, you could shave. And it, But suddenly, in 1904, a little company called Gillette was born. And then they taught us all that body hair is evil. And you must take it away because you are unclean. If you don't, if your face isn't shaved, you're a hobo. Like if you, when they started with the men, 
but in 1904, like, I couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut, right? But uh, now, in 2018, if I don't shave from my big toe to my twat like a four-year-old girl, I'm, I'm still a disgusting slut. But no one wants to sleep with me. They're like, you disgusting slut. I don't like, arm hair is gross. You're gross. Actually, my, my pussy hair is so long that like I can French braid it. It is like really fun. I start from the back and I can like French braid it up the front. It's, it's just a fun thing to do while I'm like watching Netflix. Netflix and chill. I got to do something, right? Braid. My, my, my pussy hair is so long that it's like, it's like I have a hair skirt. Like I'm not, I'm not afraid of being like naked in like nudist colonies or whatever because like the butt is totally PG-13 and you can't see anything here. Like this is... I'm completely covered. Hey, I was just talking about my hair skirt. The thing, the thing that, the thing that bothers me lately, though, is that we keep. I don't know if you've bought the weed here. Everybody buying the weed here now at the dispensaries, all the legal weed. They trim that bush so tight, like they, they, they trim. Why? Why do you? It's like they're just not even enjoying the natural beauty of the plant. They trim it so close. It's this tight, weird bud. It's like the same thing. It's like, I, you know, I don't want. I don't want someone finger fucking my bud. You know, I just, why do we got to trim the bush so much? Why can't we just let it be free? You don't want to like pick the, the pine, the little things leaves off yourself. No one likes that. Okay. Everyone wants a trim bush. They don't like to pick the pubic hairs out of their teeth. Fine. All right. It's fine. Try to make a metaphor about trimming the pussy hair and trimming the butt bud. You know the weed. I I just I like my weed to be. I like to see all the, I like to see all the trichromes and crystals and weird little hairs coming out of the red hairs that come out of the thing. And the, no, you guys like it all trimmed. That's fine. That's fine. I also don't watch porn. Do you know how hard it is to shave your butthole? It is like you have to get in this like it is. It is so crazy and. Like, if you've got a hemorrhoid, you're going to be in a bloody mess, right? I'm an old lady. Come on now. What am I going to do? Am I going to pluck my asshole now? Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm so glad my boyfriend isn't here. He's actually he's actually joined the war against my body hair uh, with me. I actually thought, like, is it sexy or not? I mean, I don't like shaving my legs because I'm, I'm lazy. Gillette, the best a man can get. Apparently not. I'm, I don't like shaving my legs. I'm lazy. Uh, but... I, I was like, if you shave him, you can shave me any way you want. It's fine. But the problem, well, the solution is he's lazy too. So it's like, great. We just don't shave. It's really good. But he does help me out. He's joined the war against my facial hair. And uh, he's like a general in the army against the chin hairs. They're really trying to attack my face. But he um, he takes the tweezers and he plucks me and he's so sweet and he looks and he gets really close. He gets them all and it's nice. But the other day we were at the bus stop and the sunlight was on my face and he was like you are so beautiful I love you so much there's just a hair right there if I could just get that and he reaches into his backpack and pulls out tweezers I'm like at the bus stop what is is this love this is grooming we're monkeys I've gone too long uh Gillette the best of me I'll never be good enough uh did you guys hear about the new Gillette razor 13 blades or 17 blades for the closest shave sorry I fucked up my own joke 17 blades for the closest shave can you believe it the 13th blade is easily removable so you can slit your throat in the shower because <laughs> you'll never be good enough <laughs> Gillette the best I'm making it okay that's right that's my feminist leg shaving joke uh, yay let's start the show yay
Uh, we sing a little song. If you know how it goes, sing along. If you don't, you'll learn. M-U-T-I-N-Y. Comedy Clubhouse. Comedy. Comedy. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. If anybody has weed and they want to smoke it, we're cool. Is anybody allergic to weed or does it bother anybody? Everybody's giving the not the no or the okay. We'll figure it out soon. I'm totally cool with pot smoking here. M U T I M Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Hooray! I'm excited too. Uh, your first comedian. He's a really funny guy. He's actually is he wearing a Canadian tuxedo in honor of the Canadians tonight? Hell yeah, dude! Your first comedian, super funny guy. You guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together for Kevin Patrick Renner! Oh, hell yeah, dude! What's going on, Canadians? I'm one of your people now. That's just how it is. Uh, my friend had a conspiracy theory in high school that Ronald Reagan created crack and AIDS to destroy the black community. And as a young Republican, I said I had to say, hey, Ronald Reagan didn't create crack to destroy the black community. Ronald Reagan created crack and AIDS to destroy the gay and black community. <laughs> say what you will about Republicans, their bigotry is efficient. It's like killing two birds with crack and AIDS. <laughs> I, have a, I have suicidal depression. Uh, and you're right, that's a terrible way to start a joke. It's not good. Uh, you guys don't have to worry. Uh, I'm the one who should be worrying. There's a guy in here trying to murder me. A lot of people don't like suicide jokes. Uh, so you guys like accents? Alright, alright. Uh, I have suicidal depression! <laughs> You guys don't have to worry. I'm the one who should be worrying. There's a guy in here trying to murder me. <laughs> so, I'm not really going to kill myself, though. I have a new love of my, in my life, which is my uh, little nephew, Warren. He's so cute. I love him so much. And yeah, if you guys ever love something so much that you hope it doesn't get your family's mental history of mental health or, uh, fuck, I fucked that joke up, shit. <laughs> history of mental health and alcoholism, huh? Huh? Any of that? It's hard. I have a stomach ache and I didn't breathe as much as I should have. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking like this. But it is, man. Like, he's a happy kid now, but I just kind of want to tell him, be like, oh, it's going to get so much worse. It's going to get so much worse. Like, this guy is just like a ticking time bomb. Like, I honestly think he's like the Manhattan Project of babies to where, like, his fucking first words are just going to be like, I have become death, the destroyer of worlds. <laughs> Not a lot of people like Oppenheimer riffs either. Um, do that now. Yeah, but I was, uh, I was hanging out with my nephew, and uh, <laughs> I was, like, taking pictures with him. Uh, and uh, a woman slid into my DMs on Instagram and said, uh, she was like, oh my God, your nephew is so cute. Uh, also, you're pretty cute too. Would it be okay if I were to send you nudes right now? And I was like, hell yeah, dude, I love this kid. This kid is the best. I'm gonna fucking, I'm getting him a Playboy for his first birthday. Like, nudes for me, nudes for you, dude. This fucking, the whole circle goes around. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a play girl. I don't know what he's going to act like. Give them both. Fucking figure it out for yourself, dude. Sexuality's a spectrum. But it is, though, man. I feel weird, though. Like, you guys, are you guys nude dudes? You guys send nudes? 
Canadians? I don't know. They're too nice. They're just like, oh, I just, I don't even want to say hello anymore. <laughs> no. I do, I do, I do send nudes, but I don't like when dudes just like free willying like willy-nilly. You shouldn't be doing that and not allowed to do that. But that's why I only send butt pics. That's right. I only send butt pics. Got a cute little tutor. That's like, that's, uh, that's what it is. But I do one thing, since I'm an artist, is I will draw using Snapchat uh, on my butt. And I'll just do things to where, like, I'll draw, like, a spaghetti like a spaghetti strand on my butt. And I'll be like, oh, will you be the lady to this tramp? <laughs> or just, uh, or do some shit like, uh, <laughs> like, draw some mouse ears on my butt. And just be like, oh, are you into this American tale? No. <laughs> I have, man. I have. I've set my butt regular and haven't gotten immediate response. Uh. But do you guys know that if you send your butt as Shrek, you immediately get a response. And that response is just, donkey! It's just fucking, it's great. It's dumb. Dumb person. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I've been, I, I'm not a religious person, but I actually think faith is a beautiful thing. Because uh, like when someone like has like a belief in like Jesus Christ, it's like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, you think things happen for a reason? Oh, they guys, oh, you guys are so silly. No, man. I think people with, like, pe people always think that, like, f people with faith are, like, fucked up because, like, everything that we see on the news for, like, Christians is just, like, a guy shaking snakes, and he's like, ah, I'm gonna scare the queer out of you. It's like, oh, no, that's not, that's not what I want. I don't like that guy. That guy sucks. <laughs> Do though, man. I don't know. Like, it's just nice and beautiful. It's just my thing is, like, I didn't understand why people cared about Jesus' dying because there was no stakes in the game. Like, he was only dead for, like, three days and then became a superhero. Like, that's, that's whatever, man. Because if, like, if I told you that for three days you're going to be bankrupt, uh, what is it, in three days, you'll, you'll be bankrupt for three days, but then after that you're going to have more money than you'll possibly imagine... And in 2,000 years, a billion people are going to love you. You'd be like, yeah, I'm going to take that fucking deal. That's fucking amazing. I'm doing that. Yeah. I don't know. I went to uh, Hawaii, which was cool. Uh, when I was a kid, I actually uh, I had to go to Easter Sunday in Hawaii. And I saw a Hawaiian Jesus on the cross. And... <laughs> Honestly, I think that's much cooler than regular Jesus. <laughs> like, that shit. The Rock is Jesus? Fuck yeah! That is so awesome! I want to see Jesus in a Fast and the Furious movie <laughs> to where he's just fucking, like, doing wheelies and fucking ghost riding. He's like, I always have the wheel. And it's like, hell yeah, dude! Fucking blowing shit up. Just imagine The Rock coming up to you and just being like, Peter... You are the rock to on where I will build my temple and be like, okay, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I guess I'm going to do that. I don't, all right. This is weird. You guys know who the Hawaiians are most racist against? It's uh, white people. White people, of course, it's white people. It's the history of Hawaii. You guys got to know that. You guys know who the Hawaiians are the second most racist against? Uh, Micronesians. And, uh, which was weird, because I was like, is it more racist that these guys are being racist, or is it more racist that I don't know what the hell a Micronesian is? 
and they said, like, what is it? Because I was talking to, what is it, my, uh, was it my sister's boyfriend's family, and they were saying some shit about mi- Micronesians, and the reason why they don't like them is because they eat all the sea turtles, and I'm like, that's, that's not a thing. You just can't, that's not, no one's just like, stealing sea turtles and eating them. That's be like just being like, yeah, man, don't trust Albanians. Be like, well, well why? It's be like, well, they eat all my gazpacho. You're like, what? That's not a thing. I don't know. It's not a thing. I don't know. And then I was thinking about Micronesian Jesus. And then you'd just be like, I give you my body and blood. And they're like, oh, this is great. What is it? And be like, uh, it's turtles. Be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know that uh, that Jesus bled for us twice? Because uh, the uh, the product of the, what is it? The process of transubstantiation, the process of turning the bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ, he bled for us twice. Once on the cross, but first it was when he got circumcised. And I have to ask, uh, hey Padre, what kind of blood is this? Is this dick blood that I'm drinking right now, Padre? Is that what you're telling me? Just be like, no, it's not dick blood, you idiot. Just fucking take some. Be free from sin. And then I took a sip, and he's like, of course it's dick blood, you idiot. That's how blood works. Goes through the heart, goes through the dick, and then back to the heart. It's like, um... <laughs> Figure out what else I want to talk about. I don't know, yeah, but there was... There really were no stakes in Jesus' death. Like, for me... Ricky's death from Boys in the Hood had way more of an impact on my life than Jesus is dead. So we're like, oh no, Ricky! You were gonna bring us out of the hood! It's just, I don't know why I said us in that scenario. That's definitely not like a me thing. But also, yeah, because like if Jesus lost his USC scholarship, I'd just be like, Jesus, no! You would have made such a great cornerback. Mostly because of his great reach. That's just, uh, just me. All right. Let's see. I'm going to try this one. Uh, you guys see that uh, lion that ate that poacher? Yeah. You don't know. You guys into that? A lot of people are. A lot of people are. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, one, because, like, lions aren't woke. Like, he just killed a dude. Like, why are, we, why are we happy about that? My thing is, like, I'm okay with poaching in Africa if you're poor and you're African like because you only do it out of necessity for like food or like medicine for your kids like no one in Africa grows up to be like huh you see that thing on my flag I want to shoot it right and it's dumb beak you're like what that's not how things work also I live in East Oakland and there's no lions in my neighborhood and if there were actual lions in my neighborhood, I'd be like, yeah, I want less lions in my neighborhood. The bus only comes every 30 minutes. I don't need to bring my fucking bus crossbow everywhere I go. It's very heavy. I don't. It'd be weird. <laughs> Stupid shit. Uh, let's do this. Do you guys know that our phones are always listening to us? All right, I got a minute. I'll let him, I'll let him done this one then. Our phones are always uh, listening to us, and uh, anytime like that ever happens in conversation, uh, what I'll do is I'll pull out my phone, and then I'll just say, free cocaine, please. Uh, 
and like everybody laughs it's like ah that's a funny joke but now i've been doing that joke so much that on instagram i'm getting sponsored content that is saying if you are a gay or bisexual man that is trying to quit his cocaine habit and want to take a survey for eighty dollars click this link for one very rude to assume my sexuality instagram all right I only do drugs when I'm sucking dick. That's just... All right. I think that's been my time. Thank you very much, everybody. Kevin Patrick Runner. Yay, I did not think that you were going to do so many Jesus jokes. I didn't realize he was such a big part of your repertoire. I didn't realize you were friends with that guy. I got a picture of him in the station. If you ever want to look longingly into his eyes, you can. You'd be like, I miss you, bro. I, I did. I also, I miss Jesus a little bit. It was nice when I was a child having a 33-year-old guy to talk to about all my problems. <laughs> it was really nice. It didn't feel creepy at all. You know, like I was eight and he was 33. I, he made me feel special, all right? I really love Jesus, okay? It's okay. Like, my parents wouldn't let me have an eight-foot cat as an invisible friend, but a 33-year-old man, no problem there. Uh, your next comedian might be a 33-year-old man. You're younger, or old, it doesn't matter how old he is. He's ageless. He's wonderful and hilarious. And uh, you are. Uh, and he, uh, he sometimes runs OMG, and he's a really great host and just a really funny guy. Everybody put your hands together for James Mora! Yay! What's up? What up, what up, what up? How are we? Everyone having a good day so far? Yeah? Is anyone's girlfriend mad at them right now? Anyone? Who has a girlfriend? Your, yours is? What'd you do? She broke out with me. Ooh. Really? When? Are you serious? No. Oh, okay. Um, do you, is she actually mad at you right now? What'd you do? You can. You don't want to say. Oh. That's that's pretty bad, dude. Uh, <laughs> dude, I think. Uh, dude, I just got a girlfriend like like a month ago, and I do love her. Like like she's great. Um, I would say that I am in love, but. Um, all of the fucking having a gr- all the extracurricular shit is just starting to hit me. You know what I mean? Like being in trouble. Like I think like I text I, I I okay. So I was I took three hours to text her back yesterday, and now I think she's like and we have it's like like I'm probably being paranoid, but I think she's like slowly like punishing me for it because she's like taking like hella long. Uh, now we're gonna t- gonna have to fucking talk about it, dude. Dude, have you ever uh, Mike? You, how many white girls have you dated in your in your career? many dude white girls are so open about their feelings dude and that is such i was raised by a psychologically abusive kenyan man who has talked about his feelings i think zero times to me ever in my whole life and like and dude dating i don't know dude dating like uh psych you know mentally stable white girls there's like you made this is how it, you made me feel and like we talk about it and like now i'm and like do i have to be like when i texted you have a great day and you waited an hour 
that hurt me? Like, do I have to say that to her now? You know what I mean? But like, that's the kind of shit I have to think about. <sighs> anyway. I was like, pissed me off. Like, I don't know, dude. I was like sitting at my desk. I was like, hope you have a great day. A fucking heart emoji. I, she texts she text back in like five minutes. It takes she took like 90 minutes. I was like, dude. And that's because I took three hours. Anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, now do we have to like fucking... Whew. Dude, honestly... I think talk. I think I think white people have it figured out. Though. I think I think being open about your feelings. I think that's the way to go. I think you guys have figured it out, Pam. Because because I because like I just fucking let the shit stew and it just makes me into a fucking terrible person. Um, did you actually fuck your friends, your girlfriend's friends? <laughs> you didn't. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, you're just riffing. All right, we are at a comedy show after all. Are you guys performing? Yeah. Yeah. Is anyone? Are you performing? No. Oh, okay. Are you his friend? Yeah. That's nice, dude. <laughs> Have you seen him do comedy before? Never. Never. Excited. Are you excited? It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Are you Are you with him too? Yeah. Are you performing? <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! Audience members. <laughs> Yeah, are you guys? And you guys are Canadian. Wait, who's a, what's the Canada thing that was happening? You're Canadian, and these are your American friends. That's beautiful, dude. You're from New Zealand. Oh, you don't? So you he, you know him who knows him? That's beautiful, dude. And you and him? Damn, dude. That's fire. What is your relationship with the Canadian? None. So, do you know him or do you know him? <laughs> so you know. Okay. Cool. He's, he's responsible for like yeah, you're. You're like the way. Yeah, you're like the middle of the web. Um, that's cool, man. Comedy's fun. Do you do stand up a lot? Uh, enough. Yeah. Enough. I don't know. How am I doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did get a girlfriend. Here we can do some jokes. Uh, I did get a girlfriend. Um, she is, uh, as I mentioned, a white, a rich white girl. Uh, her name's Julia. It's pretty great. Uh, you guys can clap. I don't know. It's pretty big accomplishment. Um, uh, my ex-girlfriend of three and a half years before that uh, was also a rich white girl named Julia. Insta- I have a type, I guess. Um, but it's been a very easy transition. All right, it's been a very smooth very easy transition uh, i feel like an athlete that just had like a one year off season and like the pads are just right back on you know what i mean back to doing what i love just in this case uh what i love is saying shit like let's go get a kombucha julia you know like i just like those sentences just are right back it's like it's right back on the field um she's great man other than you know passive aggressively having text fights with me um she's great we have a good sex life um She's the first girlfriend I've had that like wants to be like choked during sex. Um, it's pretty great. Yeah, there we go. For some reason, I feel like you're into that. <laughs> I was reluctant at first. I was reluctant at first, right? Because there's something about choking. Um, there's something about choking a white girl that still feels like a little bit illegal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, like I see my like my black hand around her white neck. And I think to myself, like, Emmett Till only whistled. <laughs> so, like, 
you know, she'd be like, no, it's, it's fine. It's like, babe, I'm not worried about your safety. Like, I'm worried about mine. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm down for this. Just don't tell anyone with a buzz cut. <laughs> like, uh, or you might never see me again. Um, but, uh, but yeah, dude, she's, oh God, she, her parents are so rich. Dude, I fucking, I met her parents in Santa Barbara. They have this like fucking house in Santa Barbara. You ever walk into a house so nice that you wish your girlfriend didn't have an IUD? Like you ever, I mean, because I saw, I walked to this house and I saw the foyer. I was like, I need to get this bitch pregnant immediately, dude. Like this is, but with an IED, you know, I'm like, how long do those things, I'm like five years away from cashing out at the very minimum. Like you ever thought about the pill? Like I don't know. Pills can be missed. Um, yeah, she told me her dad takes a, a private jet to work every once in a while. And the first thing that came to my mind was, life does begin at conception you know what I mean? like <laughs> like whatever if anything um catches in there we are keeping him or her or they pam i'm very yeah um julia's dude two julia two rich white julia's back to back it's um it's great dude julia's the first name since julia whose name i've been comfortable saying during sex actually um because i was always worried you know i was in a three and a half relationship i was always worried i was gonna yell out julia inappropriately in the bedroom uh and what's funny is i actually did say julia while i was fucking julia uh, but julia actually had no idea um but that's mainly because she was losing consciousness you remember the choking all right uh da, da, da. big weekend last weekend uh john mccain died rest in peace um uh, there was a mass shooting again um in florida uh, i was just i was bummed about the mass shooting and then I thought to myself, what better way to commemorate the life of a Republican lawmaker? <laughs> we, gave him, <laughs> we gave him the old one-gun salute. Um, just, <laughs> just instead of 21 service members shooting one rifle, it's one eSport athlete shooting 21 Floridians. I don't know, it just kind of... But... Uh, yeah, we'll talk more about politics. I think I, just, I think I made it pretty clear what I came here to talk about today, fam. Um, I, um, I was trying to figure out what Paul Manafort did because I knew I was mad at him because you know I just, you know, I'm a liberal, so I just like I'm like fuck that guy. But like I didn't know, like I didn't really even know what he did, and I was trying to figure it out. Um, and I was trying to figure out what he like got convicted for. And on YouTube, I was trying to find like courtroom footage, but all of it was like courtroom like drawings. And I thought to myself, like, how crazy is it that we're still paying tax? Like, we're paying tax dollars for courtroom drawings. Like, what the fuck? Like, isn't that insane? That like that some dude is sitting there meticulously drawing like what we could just take a picture for. Like, it's like the most inefficient. I don't know. Um, and what was funny was Paul Manafort's case is a tax evasion case. So whatever he owed us, we just paid this fucking art school student. It's like, it's, it's like this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, I am a liberal, as you can tell by my shirt and skin color. Um, but um, I, you know, I can't walk through the tenderloin anymore because every time I walk through the tenderloin, it does turn me like a little bit more Republican. You know what I mean? Like just a little bit. Because like, 
because the Republicans, like their main dig on us, on especially San Francisco, is that they're like, we don't have this shit under control. <laughs> and when you walk through the Tenderloin, you're like, I kind of see what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Because like, there's no like, there's no rules, dude. Like, well, like, it's not even that it's gross. It's just that there's like, it doesn't seem like you walk through. You're like, who's in charge? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who is? Like, my friend told me a story. He said he walked into one of this deli and corner store, and a homeless dude, uh, T-shirt, nothing else, <laughs> dick out, which, in fairness, is a clever uh, loophole to the no shirt, no shoes, no service rule. <laughs> I was like, all right, you got, you, you got that one. But um, dick out, shirt, dick out, just peruses, like, like walks in, like, has, says hi to the fucking dude behind the counter, like just shops no one says anything just shops as if he has money or pants or anything um and uh and just selects a few items and leaves and like no one like no one did anything it's like i don't know and it would be one thing if there were there were no rules but it's like i get back to my apartment and i have like a 70 dollars ticket for like not turning my fucking wheel the right way or you, you know what i mean so it's like anyway um but yeah i i, I do walking the tunnel line does make me realize that maybe the republic you know like there <laughs> like trump you look we don't i know we don't like this but trump like if trump was the mayor of san francisco like one day there would just not be any homeless people at all <laughs> You know what I mean? And we'd be like, what happened? You know, we'd be like, what happened? And then someone would whisper in your ear and tell you to be like, that does not sound good. <laughs> like, that does... It'd be like it'd be like that day in third... You remember in, like, the second or third grade when you learned about Thanksgiving and then that you were like, so, like, what what happened to the Indians? And then they told you and you were like, ooh. That is, that is not a good thing that uh, they did. Um... All right, I don't know what else there is on that one. Uh, that's been fun. Uh, this has been my time. Thanks. Bye. James Mora, discovering what shirt cocking is. That's actually what that term is called. When you wear a t-shirt with no underwear. I no, it's it's called shirt shirt cocking. Donald ducking is good, but it's, I've always been told it's called shirt cocking, and so it's just just the mushroom top of your dick hangs out from below, the shirt, right? Just that part. So it's like the rest of you. It's what the portly bears like to do sometimes because then they feel like people get to see their junky jewelry, the jewelry they like to put. The, I've seen a lot of adorned penises. My, I went to Burning Man. It's it, I did I did a couple times or whatever. But it's, did you ever go to Burning Man? Did you really? Of course you did. God, I, you of course from Alaska. Fuck, you're amazing. You know, every time I see this comedian, I learn something new and amazing about her. She, I didn't know that she's an incredible karaoke singer. Didn't know that. Uh, she's also a hilarious comedian, and uh, you guys are really gonna enjoy her tonight. Put your hands together for Charity Pomeroy! Yay! So, uh, just a little about me. I am a crazy cat lady. Oh, wait. No, no. <laughs> I said that wrong. I got it mixed up. Um, to be fair, I was going to tell you I'm a lesbian, and everybody mixes those two things up. So I'm a lesbian, not a crazy cat lady. Okay, let's get that clear. And, and that really, to be fair, I just got it mixed up. So 
I can't hate on other people who meet me and I'm like, hey, I'm a lesbian. And they're like, oh, you got a lot of cats. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't have any cats. Oh, I get it. Okay, yeah. No, it's, it's crazy cat lady, lesbian. I get it. We're both really into pussies. Uh, really, it's true. I like to be as deep into pussies as possible. So I thought I'd start out that way because I, I understand my dad is listening right now. And I thought this would be a nice time to make that announcement. Uh, <laughs> so um, one thing that is really weird about being me and being a lesbian is people like to argue with me about it when I like when it comes out that, yeah, you know, this is my wife. What? You're gay? It's like, yeah, really? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm me, I know I am. And um, tonight I wore a, a tie to make it clear that I am gay. Did, did it make it clear to you, sir, that I'm gay? Did you know right off the bat, see, I just need to always wear a tie and then people will know that I am a lesbian. What's really unfair is I moved here to the Bay Area three years ago with my wife and people meet her, women hit on her immediately, they immediately know she's gay, there's something about her, she's, she's just a little bit butch. Okay, she's a lot butch. Uh, with me, they are always like, oh, and is this your sister? Which, <laughs> nobody wants to hear that. So yeah, no, I guess, my kind of gay is, uh, is not as obvious. With her, you know the plot the entire time. With me, it's more like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. You're like, what? You were gay the whole time? It's like, that's, that's just fucking news. I, I, I wasn't expecting that. So yeah, but to be fair, I, I spent a lot of time in theater. I spent a lot of time around very effeminate theatrical gay men. So I learned the wrong fucking gay stereotype. And also, I grew up Mormon. And if you are a woman and you are Mormon, you have to be the perfect 50s housewife. You go to Sunday school and as a woman, you are taught how to do your makeup and you're taught how to walk with a book on your head. You literally, well, when I was uh, being raised Mormon, that's what I was taught. I learned etiquette and femaleness at church. So I am really competitive with myself and I wanted to be really feminine and I think I got that down and it has uh, really harmed my prospects with the ladies who are into butch gals <laughs> for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah, but I was Mormon. I was seriously Mormon. I was a Sunday school teacher. I taught gospel doctrine. That is the serious Sunday school. I also went on a Mormon mission. I knocked on doors and I convinced other people to become Mormon. I was insanely Mormon which is redundant. It's true. Oh! <laughs> oh, no, no. My dad, my dad got me out of it. So, yeah, no, he is a rescuer of uh, people who are insanely Mormon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that you were concerned about my dad. Uh, he's a, he's, yeah, well, me too. I am very concerned about all Mormons. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I am into the ladies. And I am into very obviously lesbian women. And I think most gay women are into obviously gay women. 
so gay women are not into me. <laughs> that's really frustrating. When I meet people, they're always like, oh, yeah, you married? Where's your husband? I'm like, oh, oh how many kids do you have? <laughs> no. Yeah, no husband, no kids. I just look like I'm sad and tired. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I, I just was never into penis. I don't. I, I'm really excited that a lot of you folks in this room have penises. That is thrilling. I, I'm really proud of all of my penis-having friends. I just don't want their penis in any of my orifices. Orify, orifices? <laughs> I, what I'm saying is I don't like dicks in my mouth. <laughs> Now, dykes in my mouth, that I'm on board with, but no, no dicks in my mouth. Now, Dick Van Dyke, that's just confusing. Um, it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, all right. Well, let's just face it. I'm weird. And uh, I, I'm, I'm coming to accept that about myself. I'm weird. I've always been weird. I've never fit in anywhere, and maybe that's a good thing. I'm, I'm doing my own thing. And... Uh, uh, well, here's the thing, though. With being weird, I didn't get a fair shake. I had to be weird. Let me tell you a little of my backstory. My mom is blind. My dad, this is going to be news to him, is autistic. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't learn any social skills. I learned music. Woo! I learned math. What I didn't learn, eye contact. <laughs> so that has... Uh, hurt me in the long run. But luckily for me, I learned when I was in college that everybody is weird. I'm so glad I learned that. I had this roommate. I thought she was perfection. She was the Mormon ideal. Her name was Stephanie Nielsen. And Stephanie Nielsen had perfect perky boobs and a little tiny waist and blonde hair and crystal blue eyes. And she was just so spiritual. So sweet. She was so good. And then one night she came home and all the roommates were hanging out and she came in and she was just distraught. And we were like, God, Stephanie, what? What happened? And she was like, well, I just, I just was talking to this girl and she said that she has never lotioned her armpits before going to bed. <laughs> and all the roommates sat there were like, is that a thing? Is that something I should have been doing? And then we saw each other's faces. Okay, obviously that is not a thing. Nobody does that. And of course for me, that, that's not an issue. Like I would never be able to wrap my, my mind around that. You're lotioning your armpits at all. Who lotions their armpits? Does anybody here? Like why would you? My armpits don't need lotion. They don't need moisture. They've got a lot of naturally occurring moisture. I never wear anything that shows sweat because my armpits are always somewhere between dewy and drippy. Usually drippy. So yeah, I don't. I, I can't even imagine. And of course, uh, Stephanie Nielsen, in her perfection, thought that all women lotioned their armpits before going to bed. And so of course I had to to mess with her. I was like, Stephanie, I don't. I don't think people do that. You know, our, our nightly ritual before we go to bed is just normal like everyone else's. You know, we, we all just pour red wine in our assholes and pack our vaginas with gauze. We don't lotion our armpits. So, actually a few years ago, uh, 
Stephanie Nielsen called me up, hadn't talked to her in like eight years, and, and she was like, Charity, do you really pack your vagina with gauze? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, no, 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 I was messing with you. And she's like, Charity, my vagina is now so dry, I have to lotion it before going to bed at night. So I've ruined her life. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, hallelujah, Stephanie Nielsen. By the way, that's her real name. That wasn't changed. <laughs> but Stephanie Nielsen, even perfect Stephanie Nielsen was a fucking weirdo. Um, but, but yeah, it's a good thing to know. I'm, I'm also really, um, I think, thanks to my no social training, highly anxiety ridden. And um, yeah, very highly anxiety ridden. I was, I was stressing out all day today because several of my coworkers said they were going to come, come to see the show, and oh, I'm so relieved they bailed. <laughs> I'm like, they don't know that I say the F word. They don't even know I'm gay. Um, I don't even let them know that I poop. I don't want them to know that. In fact, I will not take a shit at work. I won't do it. If it's the like nearing the end of the day and I've really got to go, I'll even be like, you guys, um, I'm going to leave early today. I've got some shit to do at home. So anyway, that's my time. My name is Charity. Let's give it back up for Pam, your amazing, amazing host. Charity Pomeroy, yay! She was Mormon, yay! Uh, my nemesis in my youth, her name was Lori Rognerud. That's Lori Rognerud. Uh, she changed her name. She got married or something. She has kids now on Facebook. She's still skinny though, so you know I can't hate her. No, it's fine. No, I threw up on her backpack in second grade, and then she made fun of me forever. But it was because I was another kid threw up, and I had like sympathetic puking. Does that happen to anybody? When someone else hurls, and then you hurl because they hurled. Is nothing. I threw up on Lori Rognerud's backpack. Your next comedian's from Canada. He's brought the audience tonight. I'm so excited. That's amazing. I don't even know his last name. I just know he's John from Canada. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for John from Montreal. Yay! She pronounced my family name perfectly. From Montreal. That was... That was pretty swell. I just met Pam tonight. Uh, she taught me something new. I knew that marijuana was legal in um, California, but now I'm starting to think cocaine is. Uh, <laughs> you run a show. This is hard. This is a hard thing. I ran a show for us uh, about six years. I recently let my show go. Uh, we, we held it in the basement bar of, a, of, a, of an international youth hostel. So we got like people from all over the place. We got people from like France, Germany, Australia, Ireland, like a really international audience from an extremely diverse group of white countries. Yeah. <laughs> After the show, they would get together and swap recipes for bland food and guilt. Um, I thought that would go over better in a room full of comics, but apparently not. That's okay. Um, so yeah, I am from Canada. Uh, there are some, a few differences between our two countries. Uh, a bit about me though, I, I, I don't want to brag or anything, but I have like two degrees in business. Yeah, you're laughing, I know. Um, because that means like I know, like I know a lot. I know a lot about business guys. Um, but I'm doing uh, unpaid stand-up comedy in a room of like three paid customers in a foreign country 
which means I'm pretty bad at it, right? Like, uh, which is why I'm so glad to visit places like New York City. Like when I, when I was down there, I picked up a newspaper. Uh, there was an ad from a pharmaceutical company. They were putting on a clinical trial study. And the ad said they were going to pay 2500 bucks for a seven-week outpatient study. And they were recruiting healthy crack users. Yes, and then this un this underlines the differences between your country and mine because, like in Canada, smoking crack is is a dangerous addiction, uh, but down here it's a it's a legitimate career path, right? Like it's. For more information, see your guidance counselor. She has a pamphlet. Guys, I uh, I perform stand-up comedy all around Montreal, and before my shows, I like to rehearse in a lot of parks and back alleys. And out of all the crack users that I've tripped over. Not a single one of them has looked very healthy, like so. So, uh, and this underlines the differences between healthy crack users and stand-up comedians. They get paid to pursue their passions. Not uh, too many of you guys laughed at that one, that's okay. Uh, what you guys don't realize is that stand-up comedy is my addiction, and when you guys don't laugh, this feels less like a comedy show. More of an intervention, yeah. So, uh, to those of you not laughing, thank you, you're kind and compassionate. And to those of you who are, you're part of the problem. Uh, not, not good, not good. Um, just let me pull up those notes, because um, I don't remember what the fuck I was going to say. Um, haven't even smoked any marijuana since I've been here. Um, I don't know if you guys have this problem down in, uh, in, in San Francisco, but in Canada, a lot of people are going apeshit about cultural appropriation. Is this a thing that, that people are upset about? Not at all? I'm, seeing, I'm smelling some kind of sarcasm from the non-comedian in the room, whereas the comedian's fucking direct, you know? Like, that's, that's not the way that's supposed to work at all. Um, so, but like, it's always like some third-party culture that's getting upset. It's never the culture that's getting appropriated that gets upset. It's, a, it's never the, the person whose culture it's getting appropriated. Like, I was at yoga class, and you know who wasn't upset about the white dude with dreadlocks? The white Australian dude with dreadlocks. Like, he... <laughs> He did not give a fuck at all, at all. And I'm, here's the thing, guys. Um, as a Jew, um, you know, I, I realize like I'm a victim of, of this too. I'm totally guilty of this myself. Like I was in a Vietnamese restaurant, and on the menu, I saw General Tao's chicken. And this really, like, this is wrong, I felt, because, like, only real Chinese restaurants should sell fake Chinese food. And it made me really, it made me really angry, and I was fucking upset, and then I calmed down, I calmed down, uh, because the fortune cookie said so. Um, and here's the thing, as Jews, like, we, we don't mind it when you guys culturally appropriate our stuff, right? Because, like, we've been through 5,800 years of other people trying to violently uh, take our, our, our family and our, our properties and our foreskins. Um, so it's not cultural appropriation that pisses us off. It's every other kind, like, that we have to deal with. So I love it when you guys, you know, appropriate our gifts to the world. So I invite you guys to keep, uh, keep enjoying our bagels. <laughs> Our Larry David and uh, <laughs> our cures for polio. Just enjoy it all, guys. Just live long and suffer like the rest of us. That's cool. Um, <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is being broadcast. Who's, who listens to this? Who actually listens to this? Ten thousand downloads a week. That sounds like a number that doesn't even exist. And like, I can't. I have two degrees in business. I didn't even know numbers went that high. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, good to know people are listening. Hey everyone. Hey, this is the uh, this is the uh, the brand new fresh material that you guys are getting the the deep cuts on. Um, 
So uh, I don't know if you guys realize this, but whenever we see a human with sad eyes, we're like very concerned about their mental well-being. But whenever we see a dog with sad eyes, we're like, that's fucking adorable. Do they have an Instagram handle? Can I take a selfie with that dog? Um, and it's, it's, I fucking forget where the fuck that was going. That was not good. I have the memory of an elephant, you guys. A dead one. Um, had no clue where I was going with that. Uh, I'm getting a bit of a dad bod these days, which is, uh, which is never good because um, I don't have kids. Um, or a significant other. That's a really bad thing. I, I don't have kids, uh, and I've never really cared, but recently I've been like reconsidering life decisions because, uh, because I saw an ad for a pickup truck, a GMC Sierra. And uh, the, the ad featured um, a dad and the dad had hipster glasses and like a cashmere sweater. So he looked like he knew how to code JavaScript, but not where to mount the gun rack. Like he just didn't look like the right guy to be owning a pickup truck. And also featured his eight-year-old son, like eight or nine-year-old son. I don't know how I estimate kids' ages. I'm not, it's not a thing I'm really good at. So his, his son, uh, like the whole commercial, he's just idolizing his dad. He's, he's imitating everything his dad does. He's emulating him. He's copying him. His dad is his idol. He looks at his father kind of like, uh, like a hero, kind of like the, the Avengers and the Justice League are meshed together into a giant ball that's being slam dunked by LeBron James. Like, so, and then, then the, this commercial wraps up with the kid looking through the window and the dad drives home. He pulls into the driveway. The dad gets out of the car and waves to his kid, come on down, son, come on outside. And the kid runs outside. The dad lowers the back of the pickup truck, the door, and right there for his son is a mini replica of the exact, of his pickup truck. And the kid gets in the pickup truck and they're driving around, they're best friends, they're high-fiving, and this, this is melting my heart. Watching the father-son bond, it's just, it's so beautiful. And this is the first time in my 40 plus years, the first time that I had ever even considered for a moment owning a pickup truck, right? Like, cause not only is it big enough to fill the hole in my soul, but I can hide inside of it from responsibility. And if, and if it ever finds me, I could turn the ignition and drive the fuck away. Like, that's uh, a new one. Okay. Uh, Stand-up comedy. Um, yeah, it's like, if you want to do this, guys, you do not need two degrees in business, just to let you know. Like, it's not, it's, it's not really a bona fide job requirement. All this, all this takes is passion, right? For failure. Yeah, that, uh, that and a bus pass. Those are the only two things you guys need. Um... I'm mean, staying in an Airbnb uh, here in Oakland, actually, and I uh, did some grocery shopping, uh, and I came back, and I dumped my stuff in the fridge, and today I met the owner, and he says, oh, you shouldn't have bought eggs. We have fresh eggs, so just, you know, don't, you don't need to buy eggs next time, and I'm like, listen, you, you really, you know, it's not very often that, like, I look inside the Airbnb amenities and go, I need some Wi-Fi. I need uh, my own ensuite and free-range chickens in the back. Like, that's not a thing that I had ever considered. All right, that's another new one. And uh, there's a lot of work to do there, apparently. It was much funnier at dinner, right, Corey? It was much funnier at dinner. Good at dinner. Yeah, it was good at dinner, right? How much time do I have? How much time do you need me to do here? Uh, we, I got all night. I totally have all night. Like, I got a lot of new material that I want to work on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, how much time do I have? Sure. All right. All right. Let's uh, wrap this up. Uh, so as, uh, as you guys might have figured out uh, by now, I'm, I'm single. And uh, round of applause if you've never, if you've absolutely never been on Tinder. Oh, okay. 
And guys, to the rest of you, that was the uh, sound of happiness. Um, Tinder is like the Donald Trump of dating apps. It's just, it's just the worst, right? Um, and so, there's a lot of uh, dishonest people on Tinder. Uh, the the vast majority of whom are friends of mine. Uh, my buddy was getting on there, and he's like, "You're a Tinder ninja." I'm like, "That's a lie." Um, and he wants to know what he should put in his profile. So I told him, "Just look, write reflects, uh, write something that reflects who you are and what you're all about." So he wrote that he was looking for a girl that he could love and protect. And then he posted a picture of Optimus Prime from the Transformers. <laughs> like, you know, because women want a man who will love and protect them and one who turns into a bus, right? Um, so some of you guys laughed. And there's always a, a dude, and I promise you, it's always a dude who comes up to me after the show. And he says, hey, bro, Optimus Prime doesn't turn into a bus. He turns into a truck, bro. <laughs> It's true, I know, and I, I feel so bad that like I've triggered him with this, uh, this, this microaggression. So I pull him closer to me, put my hand on his shoulder, look him deep in the eye, and I say, I'm so sorry for insulting your nerd heritage. <laughs> and then I push him into a locker. Like that's, uh, I don't know, I don't have too many friends these days. Um, but there's, a lot of, there's also a lot of uh, honest people on Tinder. Uh, I will come out to you guys as extremely honest. I am a superficial piece of shit. Uh, thank you so much, uh, lesbian lady. I appreciate you <laughs> applauding that. Not sure why. You're like, yeah, they are, they are. Um, and I like honesty in a woman. I think it's, it's a super important quality. And, uh, and I was on Tinder, and I was swiping left on the uglies and uh, right on the ones I'm really attracted to. And uh, this beautiful girl pops up on my phone, and I swipe right and wear a match. And it's so exciting. You know that feeling you get like when it's someone you really want to talk to? We're having a conversation. It's going so well. And then at a certain point, she says to me, what's your cultural background? And I respond to her jokingly, like extremely jokingly, I'm a self-hating Jew. To which she replies, oh, that is so cool, dot, dot, dot. I also hate the Jews. I'm like, whoa, that's, that is not how that works. That is way too much honesty for any woman that I want to get involved with. But she's really hot. And I want to know if I could turn an anti use conversion therapy to turn an anti-Semite into a Jew lover. So I typed, well, okay, well, what's the problem with my people? And she replies, ugh, you guys are always whining about the Holocaust in all those movies. <laughs> and so I typed back to her, well, look, um, to be fair, most of the actors in Schindler's List weren't Jewish. And if you don't like it, feel free to invent your own Hollywood. <laughs> the popcorn will not be cheaper. And then she said, uh, and you guys weren't the only victims of genocide, but you were the only ones who had the nerve to ask for your stuff back when it was over. I'm like, wait, are you upset that we asked for our stuff back or that we survived and got it back? Like, which are you upset about? And then uh, I said to her, you know, they killed six million Jews. That's the least they could have done for us. And she writes back without a word of a lie. See, that's why nobody likes you people. <laughs> because you only think about yourselves. <sighs> yeah. And at this moment, like, I don't know if I was more uh, disgusted by her ugly racist views, or the fact that I still would have fucked her. Honestly, I, 
That's my time. You guys have been wonderful. Thank you so much, Pam, for having me. They are funnier in Canada. Yay, John, yay. Yay. And um, Jonathan's breaking out the weed. Uh, also, where did it go? I thought you had it in the... We can, well, we got the well, and you get paid in weed food. People who are on the show. The other guys left, and I'm like, "Why did you leave without getting your weed food, dummies?" <laughs> That's how I make. It. <laughs> okay, you got another show to go do. That's cool. Let's give your pot nuts to the friends of the guy that came from the thing. Uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, you got. You guys are in for a treat. Your next comedian is like. I mean, I are you are you, did your did your energy drink work? Yeah. Um, when he's on fire, he's on fire. We'll see what happens tonight. I always, I'm always, no, I'm always confused and and bewildered and in wonder, enraptured by your next comedian. And I hope you guys uh, love him too. Everybody, put your hands together for Brady Hold! Yay! I'm Brady Hold. I say my name when I'm nervous. Yeah! High energy. What do we got going here? I'm Brady Old. I'm doing well for a 22-year-old, but I just turned 31. I'm Brady Hold. I, uh, I look like I'm a nice guy, right? And that's true. I am a nice guy. And it's also true what they say about nice guys and that we finish last. And uh, this has never really helped me in life, finishing last. Except for that one time I was running in the Boston Marathon. <laughs> I finished last that day, you guys, and it saved my life from Brady Holt. <laughs> Did I hit you in your leg? I'm sorry. Okay, it's, just a camp. <laughs> it's just a cam. Recycle that shit. This is San Francisco. I, uh,. What else we got going on? Uh, I'm ch I'm uh, I want to do an impression for you. Let's see. Uh, here we go. That was uh, Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Bob Dylan. If you couldn't tell. I know you guys are like, was that the studio version? It sounds just like him. Voice, tonality, everything. But I'm Brady Holt, though. You guys, I'm Brady Holt. And uh, <clears throat> I have another musical impression somewhere later in the act, but I'll save that. Save that for later. I, uh, I recently uh, contracted a sexually transmitted cold. Yeah, that's right. I have sniffleus. <laughs> Thank you, Christopher Columbus. I, uh, I'm pretty old, and I, I'm celebrating tonight, you guys. I'm celebrating. I'm two years cancer-free. That's right. Uh, my my ex was a cancer, and I'm an Aries, and I have not seen her in two years. It's been great. I just hope I don't go into remission and see that cancerous bitch anytime soon. I'm pretty hold. I, uh, also I wanted to talk about. You, you, my favorite arcade game is Hydro Thunder! 
and I would play it down at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk in the warm California sun. It's a local joke for you Canadians. I guess you had to grow up there. How's Canada these days? Yeah, it's summer, which is uh, America's springtime for you guys, uh, if you're doing the math. I've been to Canada. I don't have any joke about this. I really, I have, can't, I have fam Canada already is the middle of nowhere, and my family's in the middle of nowhere of Canada, known as Saskatchewan. Yeah, even they're like, what the fuck? This guy is some fucking dumb fuck from Saskatchewan. I... Here's the next musical impression. I would like to read lyrics. It's a, uh, you know, you know what they say about your phone. What do they say about it, Pam? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. I uh, want to read Adele's lyrics, but in the voice of my crazy ex-girlfriend. Here we go someone like you I heard that you're settled down that you found a girl and you're married now I heard that your dreams came true guess she gave you things that I couldn't give you old friend why are you so shy ain't like you to hold back from the light I hate to turn up out the blue uninvited, but I couldn't stay away. I couldn't fight it. I hope that you'd see my face and that you'd be reminded that for me, it isn't over. <laughs> verbatim, her lyrics, verbatim. I'm just Brady Holt reading them, reading them. You know what I want to read? And she's, she's done it. I told a friend I'm going to be on the internet radio and uh, let's see what she says. Uh, but I'm a Jew. Lol, dude, this delivery is whack, though. Yay, Brady Hold. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, my God. I love what she said about you. Ha, ha, ha. Amanda, if you're listening right now, text me something, and I will read it on the air. Right now. We're waiting on you. This whole show. It's dependent upon your... I'll give you a few seconds. I, uh... You guys, I'm Brady Holden. A lot of people today are complaining about their emotions and their feelings, and everyone's very sensitive. And to that, I say, hey, if you don't want to feel anything, then you should wear a condom. <laughs> Brady Holden. Let's check the, check the text. Did she text back? Did she? God damn it. You had one job. Text me back right now. I swear. Okay, all right, we're just going to pretend like she stopped listening. Maybe her break is over. She's at work, maybe. Okay, that will be the acceptable answer. What do we, what have, what have, uh, brain repertoire? Okay, I, uh, I'm trying this new method with my, uh, with my girlfriend. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's the pull-out method. She just wanted to pull out of our relationship and start dating other people. And it works, you guys. I've got no kids. Nothing. <laughs> no kids. I, uh, Brady Holden, I'm trying this new method. Uh, apparently, like, I, uh, I'm a real mouth breather, and uh, it leads to a lot of snoring at night. So, uh, 
Well, to give an example of a problem I had, uh, I, I decided to tape up my mouth when I sleep. Because one time, I woke my my girlfriend up by turning over and I said, I love you, Natalie. And then she was just like, what? Who's Natalie? And then uh, Nikki was very upset by that. She didn't really appreciate me calling out my ex's name. So now I tape up my mouth at night to breathe through my nostrils. And you guys... No more N-words have been slipping out of my mouth. And uh, no more N-words. And Brady Hold, let's check the text. See if she's participating in the show. No, it's unlocked on my fingerprint. And my fingerprint hates me. Oh, she texted. Someone said, you're choking on a bag of dicks at work. LOL. Are you playing this in the break room? God damn it. She is. And uh, you guys, this is Brady Hold choking on a bag of dicks. Live on Mutiny Radio dot farm to market as according to Google Maps if you program it in that way. Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not funny. I, uh, what do we got going on here today? You know, guys, I don't know if you know this, uh, but you can, you know, some people can rate their parents, give them, uh, stars. And I'm not even talking about Uber drivers. Like my dad, he, uh, he's a hypnotherapist. And as such, because he's a hypnotherapist, uh, he's not really covered under insurance, medical insurance for some reason. And, uh, maybe because it doesn't work. Who knows? Maybe it does work. Maybe you just got to want it to work. And, uh, if you got to want it to work, then maybe does it work? I don't know. But anyway, he, his Yelp business page has a ton of five-star reviews from some hypnotized Los Gatos housewives. But me and my brother, uh, we know what a turd nugget Randy Hold really is. So we went on there and we decided to give him some one-star reviews. Randy Hold, pee sitting down. One star. Randy Hold, punches like a girl. One star. Randy Hold, he never shared his weed with me even though he knew that I needed it to dull the pain from his punches. One star. Randy Hold, he's always talking to other people's kids instead of his own kids. Those are your girlfriend's kids, Dad. Leave them alone. They're at the bus stop. One star. Randy Hold, he's a serial monogamist. He goes on to uh, Match.com instead of Craigslist to look for a, an apartment with a girlfriend attached. One star! And worst of all, he's still friends with my ex on Facebook. One star! One star. Let's check the text, see if Amanda's sent anything in at this point. You got anything for me? Oh, two texts. She said, bah, you got one laugh right here. Okay, cool. Someone is listening, so now you can mark it up to 10,001 downloads this month. This month. I, I don't know where these numbers are coming from. I swear to God, I have been on Mutiny Radio pretty much since day one. It was like I came in here with somebody who's now a divorced wrestling referee, and uh, 
just spouting truth, just spouting truths. And uh, I came in here, I did my set, Pam wasn't looking, and then she just like gave me the light, and then she's like, you know what, get off! Something kind of like that. You can wind back the tape, because we're, that's why they're in their perpetuity, right? Perpetuity. That's a fun word, perpetuity. Did you have your perpetuity today? It sounds almost gastric. Uh, Perpetuity. Anyway, what did I say that day? I said, I'm Brady Hold, and uh, (laughs) I'm not the most famous Brady Hold. If you were to Google me, you'd get some more results or something like Tom Brady holds the pass, or Wayne Brady holds desperately onto his career. (laughs) Still killing, still killing it. I'm Brady Hold, and... uh, it's about all I know. I've not received any light, but um, we're going to get there someday. You guys, don't worry about it. It's going to happen. There it is! <sighs> we're just going to smooth this into a nice, smooth sailing uh, landing. Uh, you guys, I used to uh, bang hookers because... Uh, I was living in my car, and uh, what's the point of living in your car if you're not going to waste your rent money on hookers? You know? <laughs> like, it's like, why? So, I, 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 you got to be careful, though. It's, it's, you got to be careful about STDs with anybody, really. So, you know, when the hooker began to roll the condom onto my penis, takes me back to my childhood. That's right. I'm sure you guys remember a little game called Operation where you're trying to use the tweezers and get the organ and if you touch the sides of the guy's chest, you get zapped. And so when I was with these STD-ridden hookers, I started to lower my penis into her vaginal canal and I think to myself, okay, just, okay, just don't, don't touch the sides. Oh, God, it touched the sides. Oh, God. Oh, that's like the entire fucking point. Oh, God, why was I trying to not touch the sides? It's like, oh, God, it's like sticking my dick into a light socket. No, Brady holds San Francisco-based comedian. You can think harder than that. It's like sticking my dick into a neon sign. No, harder than that. It's like sticking my dick into 32 megabytes of RAM. No, that's too technical. It's like sticking my dick into a Leco that's wired to a source board that's pointed at a 45-degree angle. No, that's too theater technical, you fucking community college dropout. It's like sticking my, it's like sticking my dick into the Arctic circle of hell. It's like sticking my dick into the electoral college system process. How did he do it? It's like sticking my dick, it's like sticking my dick into a female comedian. It's just a bad idea, you guys. It's just a bad idea. It's like sticking my dick into a hole with a snapping turtle and it just snaps off and it's like smoldering on the ground like and now I have a micro penis I'm just saying you guys wrap it up play it safe wear protection I like to use a seatbelt alright thank you guys that's been my time I'm Brady Hold here's Pam Benjamin Yay! That was really funny. He didn't even do his own thing. I like the other one you do with the radio, and you're like, it's bloody old. I like that one. Too. 
that was it was really it's really great. You're really funny. Yeah, you're uh, last me of the night. I'm so excited. He's so funny. Uh, he's actually the uh, the ghost of my aborted dead son. Actually, flew into his body. Uh, I, had, I had an abortion when I was 20, and he was born that same year. And now he's an adult, and I like to pretend that he's the soul of the. He's the. It's exactly what I wanted to have. He's a beautiful young man. I'm really proud of him. You guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together for Mike Evans Jr. Yay! Oh shit! Um, goddamn, great set, man. By the way, that was awesome. Great sets. Everybody performed tonight. The Jew, uh, you're, you're a set. I'm, I love Jewish people. My ex is Jewish. That's what. Yeah, I know. I think that's what that's what white people say. It's like I'm not racist. My boyfriend was black. You know, you ever hear that? No, you're not black. But anyway, um, not gonna make you laugh since you're here. I mean, I I I I think old people give the best head. I don't know if that's a thing you agree with. It's because they don't have teeth. They have dentures. The you know deep throwing them isn't that tough because their throat is like elastic back here. So like the dick kind of folds and and jiggles back here for a while. You know, so if you're gonna leave now, I want you to have that thought in your head <laughs> as you leave. You too. You also. Hello, everybody. My name is Mike. Um, another person leaving. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Hey, <laughs> that'd be great eye contact, and you leave. That'd be tight. Uh, that's how my girlfriend left me. To be honest, she just she just left. Same sound too. It's a lot of piss. Um, so we're with kids, as you can probably tell, um, <laughs> which is a little tough as a comedian because sometimes my dirty mind comes out with the kids and shit. Like it's really bad. Like this little girl, she's like nine years old. She started calling me <laughs> like daddy out of nowhere. I was like, you cannot, you cannot say that. Like, please never say that ever again. And like another adult came by like, we're playing house, relax, you're fucking. <laughs> You're so weird. Why would you even think such a thing? No, it's bad. There's this, uh, there's this little kid named Tion that makes fun of the fact that I don't have a hairline. I think it was pretty funny. Um, it's a big thing. He, <laughs> Rex, to me, I have one. But Tion was like, he was like, hey, no hairline. Like, this is how he asked me for fucking help to, for this homework. He was like, hey, no hairline. Hey, no hairline. I was like, yes, motherfucker, you know? I was like, you, I don't have a hairline, you don't have a hairline. He was like, no, I have a hairline, you have an oval. <laughs> right? It's pretty fucked up, it's not even a good joke. I was like, I was like, well, I have a father. What do you have, Tian? Right? And so I walked up to class, I was like, hey class, I have a joke, knock, knock. Hey. Not Tian's father. <laughs> Whole class laughed. It was great, except for Tian. He is not really laughing right now after that to that joke. Um, so I haven't really been writing jokes actually a lot lately. It's weird. I I started my first full time job, and it competes with your ability to tell jokes as like as a comedian. I mean, I'm still gonna do it. Don't get me wrong, but like the shit still comes out like like in the, the worst times like I, I made like a 9-11 joke at work and i realized that only comedians laugh at shit like that like we all have very dark senses of humor and shit like like i stick my dick like i wish i could say that at work and just smash a beer can like i 
like I, I miss I miss being around comedians is what I'm trying to say it's uh it's more so my people um especially this one time um actually so I had to get checked for tuber- tuberculosis to work with kids you like legally have to go get checked for that shit and uh <laughs> turned out I had chlamydia and um what? yeah <laughs> and I, I had to submit that to my HR person and so me and my HR lady have the weirdest relationship right now because she doesn't know if I've got it taken care of yet or I'm just letting chlamydia just spread throughout the office right now. She has no idea. You all have no idea either. I don't have chlamydia anymore. It was tough though when I had it because walking into Planned Parenthood as a male is just, everyone knows there's something wrong with your dick, everyone. Walk in there alone, on Mission in Valencia Street, you know that Planned Parenthood near El Rio and fucking uh, Golden, right? Yeah, Golden. You know exactly what's Planned Parenthood. You were just there, right, by yourself or with with a lady? But with a lot of people. Okay, that means you have better sex than I do. Um, but yeah, I walked in there alone. I thought it was kind of funny they were playing Matilda in the waiting room. I was like, a lot of these girls wish they had magic right now. Um, get it because they probably have other STDs um thing about chlamydia is that there's no there's no sympathy everyone just looks at you like you're gross like there's no there's no quilt there's no chlamydia walk there's no no one ever fucking feels bad for me and it's and it's okay I totally wish I was lying about that joke to all 10,000 people listening at home uh for those listening at home my name is also Brady Hold uh I don't um, <laughs> no, it's not. His name is Mike. Um, what else is going on with everything? Um, oh, 9-11. Yeah, that's coming up. Uh, so a 9-11 a long time ago, when it first happened, I was like actually in, in first grade. Tell you how old I am. And um, basically, <laughs> I hope that was a picture of your dick. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> I'm lying about the chlamydia thing I'm so lying about that <laughs> but fucking so 9-11 when 9-11 happened there was this kid notorious in my first grade classroom that would shit in the urinals all the time He, right but he was getting like but apparently like he was getting counseling for it like it was a lot of like fucked up shit he did it like six times on 9-11 everyone was freaking out everyone was crying everyone was scared my turn to shit in the urinal right so i shit in the urinal and (laughs) because everyone was freaking out and everybody was just like wait who's shit everyone was like wait who's shit in the urinal and i blamed the kid i was like oh it was tyree again right he's seven for seven everyone believed me and he got expelled (laughs) yeah so he's out in the world right now haven't seen him since but apparently like that was his last straw he went to many counseling many expulsion hearings and i kicked him out of school um but by comparison that's the least worst thing that's ever happened on 9-11 easily right like if i called him and apologize i'm pretty sure he won't really think too much of it but uh it's a little about me um so i didn't actually fuck my girlfriend's uh friend but i do i like fucking friend groups in general seeing how long it takes until they all hate me 
eventually. Um, it's not really a joke. It's just kind of what's been happening. It's really bad. As you two, I graduated as of state last year, and like when you grad, when you leave a place where there's just plethora of of just vagina coming at you at all times, it's just you need other places to fuck. This is such a bad excuse to fuck people's friends, but. Uh, <laughs> But it's just like, I don't know. If I know you were not dating, I don't like you. I don't like when you talk. I'm going to try to fuck your friends. I'm sorry. That's just kind of how 23-year-old Mike thinks about stuff. It's bad. This is why I'm single. This is why I'm single. Worst part about being single is uh, really just following your ex-girlfriend just through social media. Like, because they don't. They don't show you all like the worst photos. Like I wish there was like a filter. It's just like, this is my ex, so please show me, you know, posts of like her cat dying and like her losing her job, just fucking just her getting fat. Like I don't want to see her with like other black dudes with better afros than me, uh, with funnier comedians. Look at this new dick in my mouth. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's also funny too when people screenshot. I always love it when people screenshot what my new what my ex girlfriend's up to and then send it to me. That's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, this guy coughed. He was like, "I hate that." No, it's pretty bad. Um, what else is going on? I'm trying to think. Hmm. How, how have you been, Pam? Yeah, yeah? <laughs> I understand. <laughs> me, me too. I've I've been feeling that way. Because uh, we got the devil for president right now. I don't know. I want to get political, but 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 by default, because I have an afro and an afro pick in my hair, <laughs> kind of have to talk about politics for a little bit. It's uh, it's interesting thing. White people have an excuse to be as crazy as you are because you have the most boring church. I love talking about white church. Um, all your songs are just hee ha hmm, right? We touch kids, right? It's what you do, white people. We all know. It's not a secret anymore, right? There's just so much privilege that like white people think they can just do anything they want. Like, like, like when you think about it, Michael Jackson didn't touch kids until he was white. It's just what happened. <laughs> This is true. He had all that privilege and was like, well, I can get away with anything. <laughs> I should never do that in a bigger stage. <laughs> that was really bad. Uh, I'm sorry. You all witnessed that. Yeah. So, yeah, so I work in a school and um, this one kid stole. Um, no, no. I saw this one kid actually get punched in the face by a teacher by a 70 year old teacher in middle school middle school is just fucking insane to the point where if a teacher punches you in the face it's like if i said any other age group you'd be like you'd feel bad right but it's middle school you're kind of like hmm, he might have deserved it right right they're all little assholes they're all terrible people i love them though a lot um yeah that is that's the pretty much what's been going on in my life. Just work with kids. Uh, fucking chlamydia covered that. <laughs> well, I haven't covered it yet. I don't. Well, I have it. I still have it until like Tuesday, technically. Yeah. Well, you want to find find out? You don't. <laughs> you looked at me like, do you? 
<laughs> I'm kidding. No, you're a lesbian, and I believe that you're a lesbian because uh, for some reason in college, most girls that got with me were like, I'm lesbian, but like for some reason, you're the exception, Mike. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is either, right? I, I, shit, that happened to me more times than not, but I'm like, it's cool. It's say okay. Our like leg hairs locked together when we fuck. It's pretty nice. I like. <laughs> now I should probably shave my uh, my pubes. The carpet definitely matches the drapes. Like when you have an afro, it's pretty fucking identical to what your pubes look like. I have like a little mini afro pick too, stick it on the side. It's right there. It's really cute. <laughs> when I swing it, it, sounds like Angela Davis. It's just oppression doesn't feel the same. Um, <laughs> you guys, uh, are you guys scared about white people not being in movies anymore? Because, you know, the last like three popping movies were all black people movies. Sorry to bother you. Black Panther, Get Out, fucking uh, Black Klansman. I just feel like Lord of the Rings like is just gonna be Lord of the Chains next. It's gonna be super lit. It's just gonna be fucking be fucking crazy. Yep. Um, what else is going on? Yeah, Trump is just terrible. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's also cool. That's <laughs> all good. Thank you. I wish I had more jokes for y'all tonight. Normally I'm like packed full of just all this stuff, but I haven't had sex in like like two and a half weeks. Right, and that's normally where all the humor comes from, right there. <laughs> just all the experiences. Why are you so soft? I don't know. That's pretty much how my sex life goes. It sucks that like I'm able to beat off. I get fully erect when I like see videos of naked people. But then when I see like an actual naked human being in my in the flesh, it's not as erect. I don't know what's going on, right? It's not suck. You're like you're like no, that, like I don't agree with you at all, right? It's a weird thing. It's porn addiction has gone to like the next level because it was funny for like the first few years of me doing stand up, but now it's like a problem. Now it's <laughs> now it's something I really got to get taken care of a lot. That's a great joke to end on. My name is Mike Evans Jr. For all the girls listening at home, I don't have chlamydia and my dick works. Mike Evans Jr., chlamydia is not a flower. Yay. That's a chrysanthemum. It's a little bit different. <laughs> it smells weird, though. I guess it's probably much like chlamydia. What's another kind? A camellia is not chlamydia. Yeah, I was thinking chrysanthemum is another fun name to say. Yeah, good. This was a fun night. I'm glad you guys all stayed. Um, hey, thanks to Mike for running the door. I got a bunch of pot food for you because I'm going to be gone. David Zunzu in the back being a badass. Thanks for doing that. And then thanks for everybody who was here. And um, yay. Uh, hey, everybody online for listening. Thanks. Uh, Brady's friend listening in the break room wherever you are if you're still listening um, I would uh, try to leave you guys with one joke but I just I just can't even I feel like such a millennial girl right now I'm like I can't even tell you a joke 
Um, no, I hate, I'm going to be gone for the next three weeks, but still woo! listen. <laughs> yeah. Woo! But still listen, we're going to have guest producers here uh, every week. So Marty Cunney's going to be back from Burning Man. He's going to be doing a week. Uh, and uh, Hunter Uniac is doing a week and Warhol Kaufman and Mark Neuer together are doing a week. And on Thursdays, uh, Mike's going to be running the open mic. I don't know what he's calling it. He's calling like it. Placeholder. It's the placeholder open mic. He's going to be running it on Thursdays from 8 to 10, so hang out for that. And um, if anybody, if the place burns down, just Facebook me. Everything will be okay. That's the only way. My cell phone won't work in Italy, so. Yeah, we're going to Italy and Greece, so it's good. Fuck you guys. I was like, I'm going to, I won't, I don't know if I'm going to have jokes, but I'm certainly going to. Yeah, I'm going to eat. Hopefully I come back like 10 pounds fatter. That would be good. Wine. Okay, thanks you guys. Bye. Yay! Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an 
excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat. Black. Plastic. Vinyl, records, round, played, mixed, all for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker, amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast, that is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. 
As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And 